1: So everyone that's listening, my reminder to you is that all the power that you need is already within you, and we just have to remember that it's there and tap into it.
0: You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, episode number 472 with guest Jen Cassetta. You ready? Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or any of the socials. I'm mostly on Instagram and TikTok, but I largely took the summer off, just completely unplugged. And you may remember me mentioning in past episodes that we got a puppy, our beloved Giselle Giselle our German short hair pointer that we had for a very long time. She passed away. If you missed the episode of where I did a mini-sode where I talked about the grief of losing a pet, my experience and the grief of losing a pet, I'll drop that in the show notes if if you missed it and you're interested. But we got a puppy who was born the day after Giselle passed. And she's a German Shepherd. I've been drawn to this breed since I was a small child. I've never owned one. Just been around them a lot. And I've also never had a puppy. So I'm sure you're laughing. <laughs> Why I decided that it would be a good idea to have my first puppy be a German shepherd was beyond me. I had I had little girl stars in my eyes. And this is not to say we are going to give her up. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, But I was grossly unprepared for her strength and her spirit. That's what I call her. She's my spirited girl. Uh, She split my lip open this morning, being so spirited. She weighs 65 pounds and she just turned six months old, which I'm a little worried. She's not fat. She's not an overweight dog. She's just growing very rapidly, and I need to ask the vet about that. I'm like, uh, she's kind of off the charts, and it's just, you know, there can be health issues, and I don't I don't want that because she's so much. That was one of the reasons I took the the summer off, and now that I'm back, the, my kids are back in school, and we have a routine, and I take her for a long walk in the morning, and then I put her in the her crate so she can take uh, a much-needed nap, and then that's when I get to come up here and uh, record these intros for you. But I – my lip hurts. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And it's starting to swell. I'm like, I've got to get this intro recorded before my lip is swollen. And it's not too bad. It was bleeding kind of a lot. And she didn't bite me. She just was excited because I got on the ground to stretch after our long walk because if I don't stretch right away – <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a middle-age thing. But she was excited that I was on the ground and she was rolling around and jumping around as I'm trying to stretch and we collided. So no no blame to her. It was an accident. My spirited my spirited girl. Her name's Astrid. Did I mention that? Her name's Astrid. Anyway, uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of self-defense, that was not not as not as transition that I had planned out. Jen Cassetta is here. And I'm really, really excited to have her on. I She came across my For You page on TikTok. Of course she did. And I loved her lessons. I save all of her videos so I can watch them and, and learn. I think self-defense is one of those things that unfortunately women should know. All people should know, I guess. And I am excited for you to meet her because she has a new book out. And I just, she's one of those people where immediately when I saw her, I'm like, I have to have her on. And she and I just clicked so much. If you like me, I know you're just gonna absolutely love love Jen. So for those of you that are unfamiliar with her, let me tell you a little bit about her. Based in Los Angeles, Jennifer Cassetta is a nationally recognized speaker, empowerment coach, and self-defense expert. Equipped with her third degree black belt in Hapkaido, master's degree in nutrition, and health coaching certification, she develops programming that helps people feel strong, safe, and powerful from the streets to the boardroom. Jennifer has rocked over 100 stages across the country with her superpower combination of engaging content and contagious enthusiasm. Her skills have been featured on The Today Show, The Doctors, and The Rachel Ray Show. Her new book, The Art of Badassery, Unleash Your Mojo with Wisdom of the Dojo, will be found on bookshelves anywhere in August 2022. So without further ado, here is Jen. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Andrea. So excited. I- I am so excited too. I cannot wait to jump into this. And as most of my guests in 2022, I found you on TikTok. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> you showed up on my FYP page, and I started following you immediately. And I, you know, it was about self defense things, which I love always. And I have a 13 year old daughter now. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this comes out, she'll be 13, and of course, you know, I'm going to teach her all of those things and, and encourage her to follow. Um, people like you. And you have a book out and it's called The Art of Badassery, Unleash Your Mojo with Wisdom of the Dojo. Okay. First of all, first of all, <laughs> I'm sure everyone knows how much I love that title. Good. The Art of Badassery. Are you kidding? And your subtitle rhymes. So like, <laughs> I wish I had like, uh, you know, like a, a popper or something to celebrate. I, I want to I wanna ask you first, before we jump into the book, I want to ask you about self-defense kind of, in and of itself, and I'm dying of curiosity about your opinion regarding this. I don't think that you made any TikToks about it, mm-hmm. but in your opinion, do you think that the popularity of true crime, especially among women, has helped us or hurt us in terms of our safety and our lives in general?
1: Very good question. I am not a true crimer, Like I'm not. Nor am with I. True crime. I. I do okay. watch
0: some of the documentaries, like on Netflix, but I don't listen to any of the podcasts. I'm not mm-hmm. a murderino. Uh, my best friend is though. But um I'm I'm sure a lot of people listening to this show are true crime junkies. I'm curious yeah. what your thoughts are.
1: Well, I, I would love to hear from them actually. Why don't they they respond somehow to Andrea, but um how many people actually feel empowered by watching true crime? Or do you feel more scared in your life? So I feel like self-defense in general, um, will help you feel more empowered when you're walking through the world, right? Mm-hmm. Just walking down the street to living your life, you will feel more empowered. Watching true crime, again, it could go, it could go both ways. You think, Oh my God, this stuff happens out there. Mm-hmm. That's knowledge is power, right? So knowing that, uh, I don't know. There are serial killers and stuff like that. Yeah, among us. It would be helpful, right? <laughs> um you just can't let it get in your head where it starts to make you paranoid um and scared all the time. And that's yeah. the biggest difference. When I'm teaching, I always say like knowledge is empowering and not to make you paranoid. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: I I just I I know one person who, you know, her life is it kind of revolves around her pepper spray and her mm. stabby kitty and <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my gosh." But then I but then I wonder because my husband has made this comment to me. And I mm. I know that I am fairly oblivious to my surroundings. I I feel mm. like I hate to say it, but I would be an easy target because Aww. I don't pay attention. I don't know if it's my ADHD. I don't know if it's my personality or what. I just typically don't pay attention. Right. And I have a history of not following my intuition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say that I I love, I, I, this is part, I think, of the genre of true crime. And I, I know it's part of many women's empowerment experts mm-hmm. out there is that being nice,
1: Can be dangerous. Like being too polite can be dangerous. It can get us killed. Yeah, that's so awful to hear that. But it's so true. And can I ask you? My question that came up for you was: when you're saying you're not paying attention, um, our attention is somewhere, right? So if it's not on your surroundings, what is your attention? Daydreaming. I'm daydreaming. I'm thinking about. I'm like in my own little world,
0: thinking Mm -hmm. about whatever usually like either anything from something completely innocuous to how is the world going to end like, there are like these big <laughs> topics or nothing. Right. And I just, there's been so many times where I just, I haven't seen something or I've passed by something. Um, my friends tease me and they say like, you walk with such confidence. Mm. And I, I, I think it's a combination of, yes, I am confident, but I just go, like, I just mm-hmm.
1: don't I'm just not paying attention. So I try to be better about it. Okay. Well, the go part is a deterrent. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily make you a target. If you're walking with purpose, power, yeah. confidence, that right there turns off predatory behavior. So so is that one of the tips that you give people? Oh, yes. Absolutely. The alertness, definitely, and the mindfulness. Yeah. Looking <laughs> That's around. the part you might be missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but then definitely body language, um, alert, aware, shoulders back, head held high, walking with power of purpose. Um, you know, your friend may have her pepper spray and her kitty keychain out. Um, not everyone has to do that in order to be prepared. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of the most important pieces of yeah. safety. Okay. Do you, I'm, I'm curious about,
0: so do you do you teach self-defense like in a in a class or a dojo anymore? Or have you left that behind? No, no I'm teaching uh mostly just to corporations. Just to corporations. So mm-hmm. what do you encourage women to look for? You know, maybe they're not near you in Southern California and they're thinking about mm-hmm. taking a self-defense class, which I think I think every everyone should, and probably regularly, right? Not just like once. Cause yeah. I took one in like 2010. And okay. I mean, do I remember anything from it? Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: not nothing. I bet you do. I bet you remember
0: something. You know what I remember? Let me tell you what I remember. I remember the teacher. It was a man and a woman. And she said, um, does anyone want to volunteer to see if they can get out of, um, I don't know what they called it, but basically like a on here is going to grab you. Yeah. And do you think you could get out of it? And my big mouth is like, I bet I could. <laughs> and a little bit confident over here. I think he grabbed me er- from behind and kind of, you know, I, my arms pinned down and I tell you what, all of my might and I didn't even, and he wasn't an enormous person. He was like mm-hmm. maybe six feet tall. I don't know, 180. Mm-hmm. And then I started crying. So wow. it was also, it was so emotional, embarrassing, maybe a little ashamed. And that's what I remember, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> that's not the empowering piece. <laughs> no. But not surprising that that's the thing that I remember. Yeah, of course. So. Sorry you yeah, sorry you had a had to deal with that. <music>
0: member FDIC. <coughs> Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify.
1: what i would advise people to look for a lot of times a martial arts school will offer self-defense classes programs to non-martial artists right so you have to decide do i want to do the uniform the bowing the whole thing and like Mm -hmm. work my Mm -hmm. way up most people don't and i've i'm very clear on that so think about first of all how much commitment you want to put towards this a one-off class versus, um, you know, a four month series or whatever the place is offering, but really just go in and look at the vibe or feel the vibe anyway of the instructors. And you want to make sure that it's first of all, female friendly mm-hmm. and focused the school that I wound up joining when I was so young. I just remember walking in and watching these fierce black belt women, like with swords and all this wonderful techniques and I was so inspired. And I remember thinking like, I want to be like that mm-hmm. um, versus some of these dojos I've walked in. It's like 99.9% male and all mm-hmm. the energy that comes along with that is not always the most nurturing and helpful. To take the spirit. Cobra Kai from Karate totally. Kid. <laughs> totally. Exactly like Cobra Kai.
0: <laughs> okay. So I can see how that would be important. The vibe, making sure that it's it's women-friendly. Non toxic and probably maybe like a referral. Yes. The basics yeah, look absolutely. at Google reviews.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly how you would cho- choose anything, you know, even a restaurant, but get the reviews. But really it's about feeling and making sure you feel safe in that environment. Uh huh. Because a lot of people have had bad experiences like yourself. I'm not saying the whole experience was bad, but what you remember is crying. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want any of my students to walk out and only remember that they cried in my class. I think I remember actually one more thing.
0: So to, to redeem myself and the, and the class, I think I remember them teaching us to, if we find ourselves and trigger warning for anyone who might get triggered easily talking about, you know, these types of situations So if we are, if you're on your back and you're pinned down and your assailant is like straddling you Mm -hmm. to pull your, bend your knees, like pull your heels towards your butt. Mm -hmm. So that way you have better leverage and lift your, lift your, like do like a bridge exercise Mm -hmm. to try to tip that person over and off. And I'm not, probably not explaining it very well. It'd be much easier to like watch a YouTube video. (laughs)
1: But that's what I think I remember. I know exactly what you're talking about. And to be fair, that is the probably most important move that you could ever remember. Mm-hmm. So kudos to your teacher. Kudos to the class. Like you got it. <laughs> yeah. And I think I remember trying it. What was interesting to me
0: how emotional it was to practice those moves. And I don't know if yeah. this is just a me thing or if this is, I think especially for someone who's experienced any kind of like physical assault like that,
1: it would be extremely
0: hard. But I found it just difficult to do emotionally and mentally Mm -hmm. to practice it. And you have to, you have to
1: practice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's not comfortable. Step one of all my programming is about embracing the suck, getting uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I learned that on the mat. Yeah. It's sparring and learning all these techniques with people twice my size was not fun getting kicked, getting punched, getting taken down over and over and over again. And it's almost like the more you practice it, the easier it is to get back up. Just like anything, really. So that's a great segue into the
0: book. So it's The Art of Badassery, Unleash Your Mojo with Wisdom of the Dojo. And Mm -hmm. can you take us through the belts, if you will? Mm -hmm. So are there five of them, six, seven? seven, seven, seven. That's right. Okay. Can you, and I, I should have asked you this before. I don't know if you have a memorized, um, but so the of very course. first one, the white belt is embrace the suck. And that's just like yeah. kind of the getting comfortable
1: being uncomfortable. Exactly. Each chapter represents a different level, if you will. And I feel like life is Kind of like martial arts in that way where you're moving from belt level to the next to the next. It's like self-development, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but before you move from one belt level to the next, there's usually a very difficult test, not just of the physical moves, but of your mind, body, and spirit.
0: Okay. So the the white belt is embrace the suck and then chapter. I I like how they actually go in order. So I didn't I didn't know that before. I thought you could kind of like jump, but I guess that's just like in martial arts. Like you can't just like I really like the green belt. It's my favorite color. Can I just start there? <laughs> so
1: Absolutely. You want, people
0: to, you want people to start with the white belt, embrace the suck, and then yellow belt is bounce back. Can you say more
1: about that? Yes. So like I was saying, you get taken down a lot, right? On um, When you're a white belt, you're just learning. So you keep either failing, but in life, obviously takedowns are more like failure, divorce, financial hardship, disease, pandemic, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so yellow belt is three strategies that I learned on the mat that you can also use in life to help you get back up with velocity. So the first is the pivot, which we've all mastered, right? During the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, the second is just kind of like rolling with the punches and using momentum to help you get your feet back under you each time. So like more like what I was saying, it happens so often. You, you just know how to get back up quicker each time. Mm-hmm. And the third is really about when life knocks you out for the count. I'm sure we've all been there in some way. And, you know, there is no option to roll, to pivot. It's really just about recreating yourself, you know, having an ultimate comeback.
0: Ooh, I love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> have,
0: have you had an ultimate? I am about to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From the pandemic.
0: Yeah, well you and I, you and I were talking before we started recording and I was telling you how, and I, I talk about this on the show. My my audience, I think it was last year I mm-hmm. was really transparent and told them that my mental health took a shit, took a giant shit <laughs> in 2020. It was it was um uh, it was definitely like my top three worst mental health moments. Yeah. And thank goodness for supportive people and great therapists and yeah. the fact that I can even afford that. I have immense uh, privilege in that. And at that point, thinking it's for antidepressants, but yes, I'm ready for my ultimate comeback. It's the yeah. big UC. That's what I'm going to call it.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna credit you. <laughs> We've all been there, and I, I've had to recreate myself through my career so many times. It, it is a privilege if you get to like recreate and come back like almost a new, better version of you. Moving on to orange belt, that is block the BS. I love that. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So on the mat, obviously, we realize if we don't learn blocking very well, you wind up getting punched and kicked a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are essentially, in martial arts, two different main styles, if you will, of blocking or fighting, and one is hard and one is soft. So relating that into everyday life is you can either, when when someone or something is overstepping your boundaries, you have a lot of choices on how to deal with that. And and really that's the main message. I want women, especially to remember that there are so many choices that you have, but what happens a lot of time is like, we're frozen. We're left like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, in so many ways. So the harder styles of blocking is literally meeting the force with um, the opposing force with an equal to or greater force so on the street, that could look like telling somebody off who's just, you know, cat called cat you calling. or
0: mm-hmm.
1: gotten your space. Um, and the softer ways of using blocking is almost like blending with, I, I know we're not on camera, so I'm doing the moves. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, it's like almost blending with the incoming assault in order to redirect it either out into space or back at the person. <laughs> okay. So what would that look like within like a personal setting? So if someone kind of hands you a, a comp assault, right? Something where you're left scratching your head, like, was that an insult? Or I have never heard that term before. That's amazing. I'm going to use that from now off.
0: I love that. A I'm not assault, taking credit So it's it. like a compliment, but it's an insult. It's like,
1: you look good for your age. Yeah. Or fuck <laughs> <Back laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Andrea's approach is fuck off, which would be a hard (laughs) block or just a, ew, that's, that's another one. Okay. Softer style would be like, Hey, did you feel like it was necessary to, to put that, you know, to say that at the end for your age or Hey, it made me feel like this. Was that your intention? So bouncing back um, a question to someone after they make these comments or even insults and you know, if things are more escalated than just a complicit, you can still use those types of um, redirects. So my husband and I, I just realized my husband and I do that to each other. I, okay, we're, we can both be
0: passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. In in his defense, I was going to say he's he's he can be passive aggressive. Do we call it out in the moment in the mm-hmm. most kind way possible? And I think that the more genuinely kind it is, the more it makes the other person mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, right. I, I remember one time I was, I was, you know, tidying up the kitchen or cooking or something. And m- my husband and my kids were like resting basically. And I was like, no, it's fine. You guys just like, d- don't, don't help. Like I totally have it. It's good. Don't anybody get up. And right. my husband calls from the living room. He's like, are you being passive aggressive? And I'm like, <laughs> Yes. So we, yeah, I don't get a free pass, nor does he. And he did end up helping, but that's
1: well, that's, I mean, that's
0: very that's a soft block, I guess. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, and okay. super healthy. I think that's yeah. really wonderful that you have that practice mm-hmm. instead of stewing. And right, we I'm sure it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> Call it out. Call it out in the moment. So yeah, doing. in the chapter, there's tons of examples and ways that you can redirect people's negative bullshit. Um, so it doesn't land on you and it definitely doesn't have to stick.
0: Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea, masterclass.com slash Andrea.
2: Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that
1: want to be clutter-free.
0: And then the fourth one, the green belt, which again is my favorite color, is find Uh your roar. So so tell us
1: about that. Yeah. So again, if anyone... Has walked by a dojo ever or had kids in a dojo or is a martial artist. You will hear these weird noises coming from it, like mm-hmm. kiyop or ha or something, right? We are taught to use a in Korean. It's called key up, which translates to a spirited yell. Oh. Um, you can use the word key up, You can use any, you know, sound that you essentially choose your own style of key up you could use haya like miss piggy right <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be
0: would that be you i love that my my daughter we have like a family joke about that yeah oh
1: really mm-hmm. <laughs> i love miss piggy she's like my ultimate icon she is the best yes mm-hmm. around greenbelt is when you start to really get comfortable in that cuz at mm-hmm. first it's very awkward right you're making yeah. these noises and but the idea is to accentuate every punch and kick every move that you make It can also intimidate an opponent, right? That's what it was probably designed for back in the day. So in life, right, it's just really about powerful communication style. And how do we do that? We all know body language, tone, and the words that we use both outwardly and our inner vocabulary is probably the most important thing that I really touch on in in the chapter, I was thinking of a question to ask you. <laughs> was it about, were you going to ask about, do I have a roar? Yeah, let's let's do that.
0: No, I don't. Mine is more, you know, what's funny is after my, so my dad died in 2016 and- after Mine too. He died, did he really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, April. What month? October.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Thank
0: you. And yeah. how
1: weird.
0: I know. <laughs> and this how wh- awful. Why are we not friends? <laughs> Seriously. But my dad played all kinds of sports and he actually, when I was very little, taught me how to box and taught me uh-huh. really mostly like how to protect your face, like in a boxing match, like always keep your, always keep your gloves up. And mm-hmm. that's one thing I remember from him. There's all these like weird, like sports things. And I, I was never really big into sports, but I, I played with him a lot. And But one thing that we always did together was we played a lot of tennis I grew up on the tennis court. After he died, I started to remember all of these things that he had taught me, especially when I was out playing tennis. I would be on the court and I would remember something that he would tell me. And one of the things he would say, he would yell at me from across the court to rush the net. Mm. And I, when I was younger, I didn't have enough confidence at the net, especially playing singles. Like, you know, cause it's, it's a risk when, yeah. you're, when you're up there. And he would tell me, he's like, even if you don't think that you can get the shot, it will intimidate your opponent. If you wow. keep rushing the net, especially in the beginning, they're mm-hmm. going to be nervous. Mm-hmm. It's just that like physical energy. So I don't know if I have an actual, like, you know, a roar, yeah, I'm just loud in general, but. Yeah. <laughs> I think that stuck with me and I think that that may have something to do with how I walk with confidence yeah. and how at such a young age, he told me to, to do that and it's
1: just stuck. Oh, I love that story so, so much. It makes me want to cry because I can relate. My dad didn't teach me boxing, but he started martial arts in his fifties. I was still probably in high school at the time, so I wasn't interested but it wasn't until I was 22 that I actually was like, "Hmm, let me try this out." So I followed in his footsteps, and yeah, wow, that's awesome!
0: Yeah. So we have we have a couple more, and I I want to ask you to tell the story too of how you how you started your September 11 story too because it's it's super powerful. So mm-hmm. we get now we're at blue and elevate your energy. So this that can be interpreted a lot of different ways.
1: How do you like to talk about it? So I like to talk to talk about it like this at that level is when I started to learn about chi and Qi and your life force energy. And it was also the point where I started to become so I, I like I mean, it's like almost addiction. I was addicted to martial arts. Like that's mm-hmm. how it felt. I've heard that um, happens to a lot of people when they get yeah, into but it. It, it. Right. In the best way. Like mm-hmm. it's not a bad addiction to have. Right. <laughs> I was just gaining so much of, from it mentally, spiritually, physically that I just kept going. So I was going to class every day. And then I wanted to stay for two classes in a row. And I was like, okay, if I don't start taking care of my life force energy through nutrition, through hydration, through sleep and recovery Mm -hmm. and and lifestyle, I'm going to burn out. And I feel like, you know, right now, a lot of people are experiencing that if burnout can happen, but we don't have to be passive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things that we can, that we do have control of, like the things I mentioned that can really help a- elevate our life force energy.
0: Yeah. Well, especially with COVID, I think so many of us were not anticipating the toll that it would take on us mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. totally. and, and even physically and spiritually, I think for many, but um. That can be something that gets put on the back burner and just not prioritized. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So second to last, red belt, probably my second favorite color.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Connect with your warrior within. Mm, Yes. So red belt level... In, at least in my experience in martial art was all about preparation for black belt. And we started to learn like slower forms of movement. Think of like Tai Chi, where okay. you're connecting your breath to your movements. We started to meditate more. Um, and as you can imagine, those, those practices really spill out into other parts of my life. I would become more mindful. And granted, I'm not going to. Hype this up too much because back then I was much younger when I was actually a red belt. Um, and I didn't take meditation as seriously as I do now. Mm -hmm. So now I can see how much meditation actually affects my life and has changed my life. Back then, you know, I was, I'll say I was more like dabbling in it. I used to sit there, you know, again, I was going, 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 training clients, running around the city from client to client. And I would just have to like, get to the dojo and lie on my back and call, and pretend i was meditating but i was really just napping. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it's just about connecting with that warrior within, that guide, um our higher self, your soul, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, um for guidance really. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that we all can listen more and and the more we listen the more information that we actually get. Right. The, the pulling us towards people, experiences, things that light us up and fill our cup and feel the repulsion if we're really listening towards those people, places and things that drag us down.
0: I love, I love all of these. And, and every time like you talk about one and I'm like, oh, that's really important too. That's really like, none of them I think are more important than the other. They all go together so beautifully. Um, Okay. So the last one, yeah, no, it's just, it's really, it's really brilliant. So Black Belt is take the lead. What's, what's that about? Black Belt
1: was all about leadership. I'll, I'll just sum it up like that because what I thought black belt level would be about was about being able to take someone down twice my size and executing my sword form perfectly but really what it's about is being a teacher a leader um in that microcosm of the dojo which again started spilling out in other parts of my life so um you know the chapter will talk about taking stances how we drilled stances but essentially in life that's about taking a stand for causes that are really important to you um, i know right now our country is gosh like so divided and i don't even it's know where it's ugly it is out there is. it sure is yeah it's really ugly out there and at the same time it's important to voice your 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 stance mm-hmm. on things that matter right um, and hopefully we're coming about it where we are are caring for other people. We're caring for others that we can maybe help rise. Mm -hmm. So we all rise together. Mm -hmm. That's the hope.
0: Yeah. You know what I love about this book is that, and people have told me this about, so anyone listening who really liked my very first book, 52 Ways to Live a Kick-Ass Life. And Mm -hmm. for those of you that said like, I love it because it's so digestible. And it's just like these bite-sized pieces of wisdom that are so universally um, applicable to to everyone's life. This is that book. It's just, it's so like everyone can benefit from this it's like no matter if you are seasoned in personal development or you are just starting out i think it's incredibly incredibly helpful to to everyone
1: also make some noise i mean the first 3 chapters i'm like yeah 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 yes that too yes that too like <laughs> We are, I think our messages are so aligned on so many different levels uh-huh. um, that I was just so excited to hear, hear you and everyone. I use the audible version of Andrea's book and it was just so fun to hear her voice. It oh, was like
0: thank you. It's so much fun saying, doing, doing, have you recorded the audiobook for this yet?
1: Yes. Did you, did you like doing it? Did you like the experience of yes, all the stomach gurgles that kept happening? Oh,
0: that <laughs> microphone picks up everything. And at least when you're. When you're podcasting, I have found that you don't talk for such long lengths of time. So, I mean, I guess some people do who do really long form. I don't, where I'm recording my podcast, I'm in a room where it doesn't pick up. I have a great mic, but it doesn't, I don't know, maybe it does. People are going to like DM me and they're like, I hear your stomach gurgles on your podcast. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Sometimes I listen back and I'm like, oh, my breathing. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I found that too. Recording an audiobook picks up every single little spit that you do weird mm-hmm. stomach gurgle, like the throat burps, like that you don't mm-hmm. intend to do. Yeah. Everything.
1: Yep.
0: yep. Funny whole thing. Well, just, can you leave us with the story of, of sort of like the, the, the moment that changed your life yeah. and, um, cause you were in Manhattan on mm-hmm. September 11th. And can you kind of take us through that? It's a story that, that I think it opens the book.
1: Yes. Um, it's a story that I found was the most pivotal experience of my life so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, that morning, I woke up, went down to work in the subway. When I got out of the subway at Wall Street, looked up and saw black smoke billowing out of the World Trade Center towers. And I worked three blocks south of the World Trade Center, so not in it. And I made my way to the op- to the building wasn't allowed upstairs and the doorman said, you can use the phone in the lobby. So I went to use the phone to call my mom and within seconds, the tower first tower fell. So all of a sudden, this swarm of people bum rushed, you know, the lobby for shelter and I got thrown into this big closet with them. And this was the first time in my life where my body shut down. Mm -hmm. I was in complete freeze mode, thought I was gonna die. And this woman came over to me and grabbed me and said, what's your name? Which caused me to breathe, right? Yeah. Breathe through that freeze moment. Answered her and she said, Jennifer, I'm Nancy and the two of our, two of us are going to get out of here today. And sure enough, we did building, the building, the building, looking for shelter that day until hours later, I was able to lead Nancy to the dojo. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the first time that day, I was able to feel safe and wash my, the soot off my body and drink water and, you know, start to regulate my my nervous system. So it really became this symbol um, of safety, and that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to do in the weeks and months, and then years mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, and that is also that. So in those months afterwards is where I said, "Well, this is really all I want to do. All I like doing is coming here. I was bartending to pay the bills at night. So how can I create a career?" that helps people feel stronger mentally and physically safe, right? From the streets to the boardroom, spiritually grounded and more purposeful. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started with personal training and then health coaching and blah, blah, blah. The rest yeah. is history.
0: And here you are. Here I am. 20. How many years has it been? 22?
1: 22. Yeah. And you yeah. were how
0: old? 23? 23. I was about 22, 23 at yeah. the time. Yeah. And you and you have not been able to find Nancy since that day. No. Where have are you tried even... making a TikTok about it? TikTok and Twitter will find her. You think a middle-aged lady named Nancy? I mean, there's probably <laughs> not very many of them. <laughs> in New York. <laughs> right. Stranger Thanks. things have happened. They might be able to find her. I think I it's such a great story, and and someone who's and I and I want to preface this by saying this is, does not have to be everyone's experience but it is possible to turn your trauma into um a career into just kind of like you said that pivotal moment that that changed your life not just and it didn't happen all at once i mean of it course. was something that you realized was inside of you and that that you wanted to do and I'm sorry that it had to go in that direction for you. That is, I mean, it was hard for us watching it on the other side of the, the country, but like to actually be there. I mean, my gosh, that's, that's a lot
1: of trauma for a lot of people that day. A lot of people. And that's the other, other thing I always want to make clear is I was so lucky and so many people weren't. And that's why for many, many years, I didn't even, I didn't even think of it. I was like, I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't even allowed to feel anything about it because so many people lost their lives that day yeah because you survived so mm-hmm. it wasn't until you know the last 5 6 years that i was able to say like oh no this actually is my story and this happened and and it is part of my journey
0: and it was really difficult mm mm-hmm. Well, everyone, the link will be in the show notes. The art of badassery, unleash your mojo with wisdom of the dojo. Thank you so much for being here. Is there any before we go? Is there anything that you didn't say that you want to get a chance to say before we are
1: complete, Andrea? I'm just like really excited that we met, we got to connect, that we're so aligned on our missions. I would say having you know a similar mission of mm-hmm. wanting to help women feel more empowered. So everyone that's listening, my reminder to you is that all the power that you need is already within you, and we just have to remember that it's there and tap into it. I forget that sometimes, too. Mm -hmm. So it's written on a Post-it.
0: I have a stack of... This must be an ADHD thing, too. I have Mm -hmm. a stack of like 20 Post-its with notes (laughs) written on them. (laughs) So do I. They're like scattered. Sometimes they're piled up. That's like... (laughs) It's written over there. Uh, everyone, thank you for being here. You know how grateful I am that you spend your time with me and my guests. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better people and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now.